Have you ever looked around your business and thought to yourself, is this it? Are you making money, but yet you want more? Or maybe you have ideas in your head, but you're just not sure how to develop them into a revenue stream. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rohn and Lisa Beck, where we help you unlock your business potential and scale your business beyond trading time for money. Each week, you'll hear ideas, interviews, and case studies of others who, like you, are subject matter experts and want more from their business. Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Caged Vision Podcast with Carrie Rome and Lisa Beck. And Lisa, we are talking about strategery. Strategery, all sorts of strategery. And, operation, and operational plans that have become like a Les Miles offense. Three yards in a cloud of dust. <laughs> it's just like awful. That's awesome. Yeah. You know you know what I'm talking about? Yes. And, and you know, Les Miles, and this is a business show, so we will get to business in a second. But if you're a football fan, I'm an LSU fan. It's been frustrating watching our offense. But if you watched Les Miles, who Kansas just hired, but if you watch him and his offense, he was just going to force his will no matter what. Three yards and a cloud of dust is what we would get, and we would just win by staying consistent. And Alabama, who you're a fan of, Roll Tide. Yeah, which is, you know, I dislike you for that. I know. It's I'm, all right. I'm just kidding. No, I'm not. Um, <laughs> no, I, you know, Nick Saban used to have that pro style offense and used to hate that sort of shifty kind of, and now he's adopted because he knows that the game is changing faster. Yes. And he knows that the same old way won't work. Wow, I'm How having a that? I'm having a mind blown moment because talk about a wonderful analogy, a good analogy, and think about. But I'm going to leave football, but just after this one thing, LSU. I mean, are you going to get past the 50 yard line? That's sort of the you know when we play Alabama, are you going to get past the 50 yard line? Were there bets taken on that somewhere? No, no, but that's what you get when you when you don't adopt, when you don't change, when you do the same old thing. So the question for you, as it relates to your business and planning for next year, for 2019, are you confused with growth plans and strategy and innovation and enhancing to add value to your customer with budgeting and operational plans and laying out how you're going to do what you've always done. And I think that one of the reasons why there is confusion in the market right now between operational plans and having a true growth strategy is because business is moving so quickly. You know, you used to be able to develop a three-year strategy, a three to five year strategy, grow strategy and work into that. And the way technology is moving and the way that business is moving, it's much, it's challenging to do that. And so people tend to fall into this. I can only do the next 12 months and that that's just going to be allocating these resources to this plan. That's. Yeah. Do you think that people, I mean, so clearly uh, most business leaders uh, have accepted the fact that Whatever you plan for in five years 
more than likely, it's going to change. It You can't plan five years out. But in reality, don't you think that even if you plan 12 to 18 months out, there are things that happen every day? Of course. So You have to be nimble. But do you think that because, and, and maybe I'm speaking to a little bit of an older uh, business leader, um, someone that's that's seen the old way and has now seen the shock factor and how fast business moves, that now because they don't know how to adapt to the speed of business, they're just resorting back to this operational plan. Oh, I would think so because you were telling me the statistics you had been talking to someone who said it's like 50-50 between those that are really leading their companies into the future and those who are just sort of transferring their leadership to the next generation and they're not really teaching that generation how to be innovative. Yeah, so when you talk, yeah, so we are in the largest transfer of wealth right now and that is baby boomers transfer transferring their businesses and either they're selling their business or they're they're passing that down to a family member the question is are you passing on are you trying to sell a business that is only based on a routine operational plan in which case the value is going to be lower and did you get there by doing that operational plan? Think back 25 years ago. How did you get there? Did you, you probably got there by innovating. You probably got there by doing different things. Now, the other, on that same uh, business leader, senior business leader, if you are transferring a well-run business to a family member, that is fabulous. But what are you doing to help them think differently? To be creative, to enhance, to add value, not to just get that incremental growth. Because if you do, maybe you should hire Les Miles as your new CEO. <laughs> Unfortunately, I think he's taken right this minute. Yeah, but he's he is probably going to come back on the market in a few years. So we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see. see. Maybe he's changed. Maybe. Maybe. So how do we move because that's really the question from an operational mindset if you're in one or how do you maintain your growth strategy mindset when most companies are failing to complete any sort of strategic plan you know harvard business review stated that only 7.7 percent of organizations really complete their strategic initiatives. Yeah, yeah. 7.7% have a, a system and a plan to push their strategy into the organization and then monitor that. Two point, uh, so we, this, the other background of that stat is only 10% of strategies actually get are, are successful, meaning 90% fail. So if of the 10%, 7.7 have a plan, 2.3% just get lucky. Get lucky. So the question is to you, if you don't have a system that you follow, and by the way, your operational plan is not a system. Nor is it a strategy. Nor is it a strategy. It's a plan. So do you are you just hoping that you'd become one of the 2.3%? That's the I mean, that's the question here today. Right? That's kind of scary. It's a little scary. The odds are not great. The other thing that's scary is, 
in this same Harvard Business Review, 86% of businesses follow up on their strategy less than an hour a month. Less than, tw less than 12 hours a year, you're following up on what you say you want. So the question is, have you said what you want or have you just restated what you have? Ooh, that was good. Because if you've restated what you have, that's an operational plan. There's really no need to follow up with it because you're just doing what you've always done. So there's not a whole lot of monitoring. It's sort of like, hey, you over budget? No? Okay. See you. See lunch. ya. Yeah. Not good. Not good at all. You got to change that. That's what we're talking about. It is. Yeah. So let's talk about how do you maintain or develop a growth strategy mindset? Yeah. So there are, uh, I heard recently that there are business leaders, they're so frustrated with the school system because there is a lack of of four things that they need from employees. And the first is creativity. And the second is collaboration. And we're not talking about, um, you know, texting each other. The third is critical thinking skills. And the fourth is problem solving abilities. Okay. So we'll go back to the question. How does your, how does your strategy and how does your plan to implement that strategy address those four things? I would say if you're following the old operational plan, you can stop on the first one because there is no creativity. There's none. So therefore, if you don't have any creativity, there's really no reason to collaborate beyond just talking about budget, in which case you don't need to critically think about anything. And more than likely, the only problem solving is going to be the same old fire drill that's an operational issue that you haven't gotten around to fix. Wow. That was a bit of a soapbox moment. That really was. So nah. let's get off. Okay, I'm off. I'm okay. Off. We need to lighten it up. Maybe some examples? Yes. Okay. So when you talk about having a growth strategy mindset, there's really four different ways that you can have growth, right? So there's diversification, there's market penetration, product development, and market development. So all of those sort of keep that growth mindset. So a couple of things that I find interesting is how those businesses online are maintaining a growth strategy. And in particular, Twitter, I love this story, When because I'm a huge, I love Twitter. Yeah. Um, when Twitter first started, they were having difficulty getting people to interact on the platform because it was new and nobody knew what to do with it. And so they realized, they look at their analytics and they realized that if they could get people engaged in conversation really early on, like in the first few days, that not only did they stay on the platform, but they actually brought others onto the platform. And so that is where, for those of you on Twitter, that is where their top 10 list came from, where they would have 10 suggestions of people to follow based on sort of who you were. And it grew that platform exponentially. I also read that early on, and I don't know if they still do this, but every morning the Twitter development team would meet and they would come up with an idea for the day. 
I mean, you want to talk about creativity, creativity, Mm -hmm. come up with an idea and collaboration, collaboration. come up with an idea for the day in order to get more users on the platform. And I think one day they generated like 60,000 new users from one of their ideas. So that is their sort of, okay, we got to keep growing. We got to keep growing. What are we going to do? Let's try something new. Let's try something different. So I think that we could all learn from that because not every idea worked that they had, but they had. That doesn't mean you don't try. Exactly. They had a goal of bringing on more users and trying as many different ways as they could to make that happen. Isn't that cool? That's really cool. And if they had just launched the platform and said, well, we'll just keep doing what we're doing, they would never get where they are. They just, it just won't happen. You have to innovate. And well, most businesses are not like Twitter. You don't have to innovate daily, right? But there has to be that underlying, that 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 understanding that we have to get better. Lisa and I have talked to businesses, and this is shocking. This is almost <laughs> like saying we want to lose money to I, me. It I, does. I'm actually embarrassed for this. Yeah, company. they said we don't want to grow. We just want to maintain what we have. <laughs> How do you do that? How do you just stay the same? How do you just stay flat? It's impossible. You're always going to have turnover of customers. They might get acquired. Things happen. You can't just stay flat. You have to plan for growth. And so it, I think we're really hitting hitting at home here. I mean, we've probably lost Every person that was listening to this <laughs> that falls under that category of, you know what, we don't need to do anything different. But so that's okay. That's yeah, all right. Yeah, We're okay yeah, with that, actually. Yeah. You know, Lisa, I think now is probably a good time to tell everyone about something really exciting that we have, and that is the launch of Addicts Online, which is a complete system. And by a complete system, I mean everything that we do in our private client settings, in our workshops, we have taken online. We've created software. We've created extensive training. We've cre- and that is for your team. And we've created weekly coaching calls so that all the headaches that we sort of just referenced, you can now have online in a single platform for your team. I'm saying... No excuses, no excuses for the 92.3% of companies out there. Clearly, we have a lot of people to reach. Oh, clearly. Right. Our market is is huge. Yeah, so if this is registered to you and you know somebody who could benefit from this, please share this podcast, right? All right, back to some more examples because we have some really good ones. Oh, I also think that... There may be people listening who are out there going, you know, our company, we've been in business for a hundred years. Mm. I'm not, not real sure how we're going to be innovative. We might be able to grow a little bit more, but how do we innovate? And I want to throw out the example of Ford Motor Company, which I just read an article about this yesterday in that they are buying. So, have you ever ridden one of those motorized scooters? One of the brands is called Bird. No, we, I haven't, but I've so, seen them. Okay, so it's just basically a, a scooter that is an electric scooter, and you download an app, and when you literally you just find them on street corners, and you unlock them with this app, and you ride them, and when you're done, you just 
leave them on a street corner. I did it in, in Paris. It was so much fun. But Ford Motor Company has bought a scooter, is buying these electric scooter companies because they realize that the future of transportation of people moving around is changing. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of the stats is most people live and work within a three mile radius. So, which goes to the whole most accidents occur what within yeah, three miles, three miles yeah. of your house. Um, but they realize that people will ride these scooters and to work or to the grocery store or something along those lines so there's an example of a company that's been doing the same thing for forever being innovative i think that's brilliant because what they're doing is they're they're branding themselves because more than likely uh, if you're renting a scooter you're probably going to rent a car at some point right or buy a car or buy a car or or have a driverless car come and get you and right and so you're planning that brand right so when we t- we were talking earlier before we started recording and we we're talking about smaller companies you have to innovate you have to innovate because that's how you're going to break into markets larger companies and we talked about specifically coke they innovate innovate by buying innovative companies now if we all had the cash that coca-cola had but we don't So you probably find yourself on different ends of the spectrum. If you're a smaller business and you didn't go to an Ivy League MBA or any MBA program and no one's ever talked to you about strategy, right? We've actually developed something called a quick win strategy guide. It's it's pretty it's a it's a pretty concise document what 15 pages 20 pages something like that it's about 20 25 pages yeah so um it's intended to just walk you through that it's going to be part of our uh introductory um addicts online course complete course it's going to actually come with that huge benefit for that and even if you are a really large company and you've hired mckinsey and they've done this fabulous strategy for you um, McKinsey doesn't implement. They don't push that into your organization. They, 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 they give it to you and go. And that would be equivalent to an example that we talk about with the puzzle. You want to talk about that? Oh, yeah. So one way to look at your strategy is, and why it's so important to sort of push it down in your organization is imagine giving your team a thousand piece puzzle, just dumping all the pieces out on the table and showing them the top of the box and then taking the top of the box away and sticking it on a shelf and telling your team to put the puzzle together. Impossible. Impossible. And so... Then you come back a year later and you're surprised that the puzzle isn't put together and you question why it's not together. Well, it's not together because you took away the plan. You didn't support them through implementation. All you did was show it to them, take it away. Yeah. So, and 86% of those companies, they, they followed up for less than an hour. And by the way, the way it sounds is they didn't bring the picture they with just, them, they right? Just, they oh, didn't. How, how, are we, how are we doing on strategy? How are we doing on the, how you were doing on the puzzle? And at the end of the year, why did this puzzle not come together? All the corners, the corners got done. Well, that's the easy part, right? <laughs> but the middle pieces, it gets a little tough. All right, we have another example. We have another example in here. 
Oh, I mean, we could talk about uh, Facebook's. Oh, yeah, do that real seven quick. Seven for seven. Um, you know, Facebook's sort of along the same lines of Twitter, but f- when Facebook began to plateau, so we've talked about Twitter when they were new, getting users. We've talked about Ford being around for forever and how they're innovating. Facebook, when they began to plateau, so in the middle of, of sort of their cycle, they came up with... Um, the idea if they could get a new user to have seven friends within seven days, that then they would stay around on the platform. So they sort of enacted this idea where they would reach out to you every day. Hey, here are some people you might know and let's get you seven friends and um, making that sort of game to encourage encourage new users to stay on the platform and to bring other users ah, onto the platform. Very good. And they also have a bunch of cash and they bought Instagram. And that also right. helped. Right, yeah. right. And then they bought Instagram. And then they bought Instagram. So listen, if you need continued encouragement and confidence in your business, please keep listening to the Caged Vision podcast. We are trying. Hey, wait, can I ask for something? Because yeah. we don't really ever ask for something. Okay. And I think that if you're listening to this podcast and you've been listening to it for a while, first of all, thank you. But thank if you, you would do us a favor and just go and leave us a review oh, on yes. iTunes, it, it's, I know that seems odd, um, but it's really how you get found on iTunes. And so if you would just take a second and go leave a review, we would be most appreciative okay sorry go that ahead. would be fabulous and we also we've got some training I, sh- I should have mentioned this earlier we have some training that starts on the 28th george when does this podcast drop on the 30th yes. so we'll have training we're going to put a link somewhere show notes or something on the 29th, on the 29th. yeah okay so anyway we're going to have some training about everything that we've talked about about this um, online system we're going to have four-part training we have a free download. You could take the training and then you could actually, you could be able to use this download or you could say, you know what? I think I like the idea of software. So if you want continued confidence, encouragement in your business and you want a better way, a better way to push strategy into your organization and make it happen in a, in a very disciplined way, keep listening, give us a call. Go to Addicts Launch and register for the training. Thank you, and we will see you next time.